The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Yesterday was uh, the United Nations International Day of Older Persons. Uh, The day recognizes the contributions of the elderly. A charity called Help Age International has ranked countries in order of how well they treat their old people. The rankings suggest that some of the world's rising economies, such as South Africa, India and Russia, are not performing as well as might be expected in looking after their elderly. The researchers conclude that it's never too early for developing countries to start giving more thought to how their populations might age and how they might keep older members of society. On the forum this morning, we're asking the question, why are South Africans not taking care of the elderly? Is it a perception or is it a reality? And joining us to discuss that is Ivikete, the chairperson of the South African Older Persons Forum. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us. Morning. And we also joined by Dr. Mara Watson from the Northwest University School for Nursing and Science. She's involved with old age services and daycare centers. Doctor, good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Well, we seem to have uh, a terrible line, and I think it's uh, Ivy's uh, line that's uh, giving us uh, problems. So we'll try yes, and, uh, some problems. and uh, sort it out. Uh, but uh, Tulima Sangu is uh, our most important guest that we would like to find out what the experience is uh, of the Department of Social Development. She's the Director for Older Persons, uh, and uh, we're still trying to get through to uh, uh, Tulima. But let's start uh, with uh, Ivy. And uh, as the chairpersons of the South African Older Persons uh, Forum, what has been your experience? Uh, do you believe that uh, the report is true? No, it's not true. What has Why been? I say it's not true? Yes. If uh, you could uh, see what South Africa has, is doing for older persons at this point in time, starting from where we took over as the government of national unity. You should know that South Africa is not a first world country. What is happening, in a workshop that I attended, there were 14 countries there, and then South Africa was the third country best who was giving older persons pension, of which other countries the 11 countries then were not giving older persons pensions. Now we also have embarked on giving older persons because of the changing role of the older persons. We are receiving grants for orphans for taking care of our grandchildren. So in that fashion, I would say no. And also, from the department, there is an act already that is in place, though it's not fully blown, but it's, 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 it's an act number 13 of 2006, which we are implementing as older persons. It's implemented as, for older persons. It has also chapter 5, which is the protection of older persons, be they in the institution that is now old age homes or they are in the community. They are protected. We have a collaborated effort with the South African police. As you know, when things are starting, they are never, you know, uh, so perfect that the other world could not criticize. But what is done for older persons, 
I applaud it. And we're moving. We are not static. We are moving. For example, with health services, there is free health services for older persons. Though on implementation, it cannot be a full blanket, but the policies are there. Now, let me ask uh, this question. Sir. Firstly, when we talk about uh, social grants uh, that are being given, health care that uh, you say is there, and the protection, what is the state of access to all those services uh, for older persons, uh, and I mean in urban areas and rural areas? In urban areas, it's quite accessible. In rural areas, because in the first world countries, you'll never hear them talking of rural. But here in South Africa, we're talking of rural because we have also the Platteland, as we will, we will be calling them. We are trying, there are mobile units that go there. And there are those little clinics that are, 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 are there in the rural areas where now older persons can access services. But as I told you, that also, geographical sectors are also on the fore. Surely, besides uh, the rosy picture that you have painted of policies uh, and uh, access to services, there are some downsides, though, when it comes to older people. Yes, I, as I indicate, that there could not be anybody who could say he's perfect, even with other countries. But we are actually pulling our forces together to bring quality to services. Hence, we have these policies. And if you could also see that there is a charter that is actually now echoing the rights of older persons, which and that charter is, is in every department, because it has the Bill of Rights of older persons. Now, you earlier spoke about uh, the Older Persons Act of 2006, uh, and one of the chapters recognizes the wisdom and experience of older people and the need to protect their knowledge and skills. Do you think that is happening in South Africa? It is happening because we've got some programs now that are coming strongly, the intergenerational programs where older persons are sharing skills with children. And there's also storytelling. There's also some games where they do the indigenous games to show that rather than them going for karate and some of the other things, there are also those original games that were of the African community. Well, let's bring in Dr. Mara Watson from the Northwest University for School for Nursing Science. Uh, doctor, what's your response to what we've heard from uh, Ivy, and what has been uh, your your experience? Um, um, can you hear me clearly? We can hear you clearly, Okay, doctor. Ivy, thank you very much for your um, very um, informative um, discussion up to this point. But I would like to say I do agree. I agree with the Act. I agree with the grant. I agree with the protection, the Charter. I'm very proud of the Charter. I was also a little bit involved in that. And I'm very proud that South Africa could have represented us 
and that the ISO, uh, uh, the, that you, the Forum was so involved with the Charter, and that is something to be proud of. Um, actually, there is something uh, that, that I'm concerned about. If I read what is the aim of the International Day of Older Persons, it is really to contribute to the older people and um, that we should honor, respect, and care for them. And that is very beautiful to say that. But if we look, and I'm talking really from a community perspective now, is that if you look at, um, in, uh, there was a discussion on the June the 20, um, 20th this year where they had a discussion with um, somebody from the Department of Health. And to my, in my opinion, I would say that um, this person was actually very honest when she said that we must acknowledge that the health services, the need is so large that they are forced to do a triage when it comes to public health needs. And in the same quote, the spokesperson of the Department of Health say that we are not discriminating against the elderly. Despite that we don't have necessarily a lot of doctors and whatnot, but it's just that we have taken this issue of instance, the issue of HIV and AIDS. Um, I would like to go back to the Millennium Development Goals. And if you really study the eight development goals, there's really, I can't see that the elderly and the older person is highlighted. It is to eradicate extreme poverty and hunger. It, it, it also contributes to the elderly. And then education, equity, empowered women, child mortality, and then other diseases global partnership, environmental sustainability, HIV, AIDS, malaria, I am asking the question, what are we really doing in South Africa? We have the most beautiful um, strategies in place, but are we really doing them? And what is the problem that we are not coming to that? Is it that the others needs is so large and that the priorities should maybe be shifted globally but also then boils down to South Africa um, that's in a nutshell how I see it yeah, um, but doctor maybe then uh, because uh, you work on the ground uh, you've got the experience uh, of uh, working with uh, elderly people the strategies uh, that you say are good that we have and you asking the question what are we doing what is happening what has been your experience on the ground are those strategies not being implemented my i i'm going to give you the the the, uh, the things that i experience in the households on ground roots level whether it's rural or urban, I think in rural it's, it's actually more actually more extreme, the problems that, that I can see and that we have experienced. It is, for instance, accessibility to transport. Um, there is transport, but with that grant, I don't know if, if they can all, always afford it. Um, 
I, I did talk about the health services. It is there, but it is so overloaded with other needs that the elderly, uh, sometimes they must sit in very long queues and wait. And that's also a tiring process for them. Um, if we think about the, uh, uh, the process, um, the, the growing older process, and then uh, affordable housing options, um, is it really safe for the elderly in the community? Do the elderly today, in today's days, do they still have the priority of building places where older persons that can't stay in a household or that they don't have people or children because of all the problems going hand in hand with HIV and AIDS? People that really don't have care, do we still have places to put them? Are those places really affordable for them at this stage? Then age discrimination, can we really say that that is not true? Um, do we have community safety and crime reduction? How does it really affect the elderly, elderly abuse in their homes? Do they really have home care? I know we are implementing the beautiful primary health care re-engineering, and I trust with my whole heart that this is something that's going to work. But it takes a lot of personnel. It takes a lot of skill to implement that, but it is something that I believe in. Well, Dr. Watson, we're going to, we're going to have to uh, leave it there for now. It's uh, 21 minutes after 8 year on SAFM. Well, you might be an elderly person and, or involved with the elderly. Uh, what are your experiences? What uh, do you think we are doing? What strategies uh, are there to protect them, to make sure that they are safe uh, wherever they are and that uh, they don't suffer from abuse? Uh, telephone number 0891-104-208. That's 0891-104-208. We'll be taking your calls in a short while. The SMS line is 34701 and that will cost you two rent. Or you can uh, drop us an email, amlive at sabc.co.za or even uh, tweet us uh, on uh, this Twitter handle at amlive on SAFM. It's 22 minutes after 8. What's the difference between a workstation area and a work inspiration area? A workstation area is for carrying out tasks. A work inspiration area is for crafting and developing specific and unmistakably decisive solutions. Cecil Nurse is not just providing furniture, it's providing possibilities with the widest range of business furniture in stock and ready to go. Visit cnonline.co.za. Cecil Nurse Business Furniture. Your office delivered. A proudly Bidvest company. We'd like to ask you a question. What do the words to prosper mean to you? Take a moment to think about it. It's interesting, isn't it? We asked South Africans across the country what to prosper means to them. We had a lot of answers back, inspiring answers. Invariably, it was about something more than money, often to do with providing for loved ones, always. It was about wanting to create a better life. We understand. That's why at ABSA, the products we offer, the services we render, the loans we make, and the advice we give are not just there to help you live. They're here 
for you to prosper. ABSA is a member of Barclays, an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 23 minutes after 8 and we're asking the question, why are South Africans not taking care of the elderly? Our guest is uh, Ivk chairperson of the South African Older Persons Forum and uh, Dr. Mara Watson from the Northwest University School for Nursing Science. We're also joined now by the Director for Older Persons at the Department of Social Development at Tulimatlangu. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us. Good morning and thank you for allowing us an opportunity. We have the Older Persons Act of 2006, uh, which was uh, operationalized by a presidential proclamation in 2010, and that was set to establish a framework for empowering and protecting older persons, promoting and maintaining their status, uh, their rights, their well-being, their safety and security. What is the department doing to make sure that this uh, becomes a reality? The department has... Uh put in place frameworks and guidelines for ensuring that older persons are properly cared for as well as protected. In terms of abuse, which I understand is the main problem that the country is facing now, the department has made possible that there be legislative framework. We've got a, a guideline document called the Protocol for the Management of Abuse. This protocol we've managed to train a number of service providers as well as social workers for purposes of them understanding what to do when an older person is reported to have been abused. We've also come up with a register where if any person has been found guilty of abusing an older person is also entered into this register. This enables the department or any other service provider not to employ any person who's been found guilty of abusing as we fear that those people may be able to abuse again. Another problem that the department is also facing are cases that are reported but never go up to legislation or to court because it is alleged that older persons have a tendency of, of withdrawing cases before they are being tried. So for those cases that are just reported but uh, never taken up to court level, we, in, we go back to that family to try and help the older person with empowerment. We work very closely with our own unit, which is Victim Empowerment Unit. In that unit, we ensure that we empower the older persons through skills and giving her what to do should any of the listed abuse occur. Now, Ms. Matango, it's all good and well to talk about uh, the uh, strategies, uh, the guidelines, and uh, drawing up uh, documents and policies proactively on the ground. What is being done? What we're doing on the ground is we've created awareness with communities, which is quite a long process because most people don't report immediately. But we do go around making uh, awareness campaigns indicating the type of abuse that is prevalent depending on the number of cases that have been reported in those areas. We are also empowering our colleagues or other departments that 
uh, happened to deal with elder abuse like SEPs, the clinic and so on, to be able to be vigilant to the symptoms that indicate that the person has been abused. All those who try to make sure that those people, as they abuse older persons, we either get them to court or empower the very personnel where people come to report to inform them how to handle the cases of abuse. Well, we've but got the to... main problem we have say, is that the older persons need to be empowered to understand what abuse is. That is what we are currently doing, creating awareness, and there are days that are set aside for elder abuse, like your 15th of June. On those days, we try to get as many older persons as possible to inform them of their rights as well as inform older persons themselves to how to handle should there be a case of abuse within their family. Tudum is Director for Older Persons at the Department of Social Development. Uh, let's go to the call, sir. Anne, you are in Pumalanga. If you can good make morning. your point, please. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. And I would like to congratulate you on so how nicely you are running our program. Thank you. Um, I would like to speak about on two elements of the, what is being said about the elderly people's care. Uh, number one, I think we should introduce the idea of home care as it is done in many other countries and it is very effective, even once a week or twice a week. The second thing I would like to talk about is right at home. Most elderly people are surrounded, they, they are living within their homes and so their main uh, form of, of communication is by walking. The streets in the original, what was the, uh, the, 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 the apartheid homelands, the streets that they have to live on are really terrible. Last night I was coming home from a neighbor's. I just walked down to a neighbor's house. Coming back because of the condition of the street, I fell. That is not the first time. If you don't have a stick, you will fall because the streets are so stony. No lights on the street. I dropped my keys on my way and I couldn't see the keys. Uh, because of not having lights. So eventually we did get about half an hour. My, some of my neighbors came up and helped me. With, very nicely helped me with looking for my keys. But the, uh, what I'm stressing is the condition of the roads. Well, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. And in Pumalanga, and Lithaonolo and uh, Philip uh, will be coming back uh, to your calls uh, and also getting a response from uh, our guests uh, and reading some of the SMSs that have come through. Right now, though, it's uh, 8.30. Let's update uh, news headlines. Uh, good morning again for Bakshini Chetty. Thanks uh, to Robin. Uh, and uh, Morning Talk uh, will be on a 27 minutes time. And uh, she's back at base. Uh, good morning, Rowena Bird. Back at base indeed. I can coming up on Morning Talk today. The first hour will be driven by the listeners. We have our open line between 9 and 10. And we talk about whatever the listeners would like to put on the agenda. I actually look forward to some vibrant and interesting conversations then. And then on Workers on Wednesday, we take a look at the issue of car guards. Are they regarded as workers? And do they qualify to have rights and protections as, um, as laid out in our labor relations laws? And we'll also look at um, the new umbrella body, which was set up by the Department of Military Veterans to unite all military veterans associations. And lastly, we will revisit that strike about a month ago by City Power employees over a new shift structure. The consequence of that, if you remember, were the, the widespread blackouts across Johannesburg. We'll find out what has happened since. So that's the show, Ike.
Many thanks uh, to Rowena Bett. Uh, that's coming up between uh, 9 and uh, 12. Uh, and we're going to be taking your calls. Uh, remember the question that we are asking, why are South Africans not taking care of the elderly? And uh, we've got uh, guests that uh, will be taking your calls and uh, also going to some of the SMSs that you've sent through. The Desmond and Leah Tutu Legacy Foundation and the University of the Western Cape present the third annual Desmond Tutu International Peace Lecture. Tune in to SAFM on Monday the 7th of October at 7pm with myself, Masichaba Mdolo, and special guest speaker, Mr. Kofi Annan, former UN Secretary General and Chairperson of the Elders. This broadcast is made possible by the University of the Western Cape. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Vest Business School Executive Education is offering its fast-track leadership development program starting on the 9th of November. This seven-day course for middle managers features intensive coaching to develop authentic leadership skills via action learning and practical application. Program delegates work on their real-world workplace objectives as part of the coaching process, ensuring long-term value to their company. For more information, go to wbs.ac.za forward slash exed or call 011-717-3377. The Internet is changing lives in Africa. How has the Internet impacted your life? Share your story by the end of October and you could receive $25,000 in funding. I've been able to create an online shop where I sell my products. So more people know me now and are willing to connect with me. Visit www.africaconnected.com for more details. Africa Connected. Success stories powered by the web. An initiative by Google. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Why are South Africans uh, not taking care of the elderly is the question 891 the telephone number to call, SMS line 34701, and that will cost you two rent. Uh, you can drop us an email, amlife at sabc.co.za, or uh, tweet us uh, at uh, this uh, handle, amlife on SAFM. Let's go to Lichonolo in uh, four ways. Uh, thank you for holding on. Thanks very much. Uh, why are South Africans not taking care of elderly? Uh, I think it's not accurate that South Africans are not taking care of the elderly. It's one of those half-glass, full truth, half-glass empty. I want to reflect and uh, to Metuli uh, to Masango's uh, remarks. Some years ago, myself, Tuli Masango, and uh, the Human Rights Commission and many other people under Tom Mantata sat at the Human Rights Commission to talk about the older persons. Today, the situation of older persons is dire. The problems that, uh, I mean, the success stories that Metuli has alluded to are correct. There are strategies in place, but there are problems in place. For example, service delivery, access to amenities, communication between the Department of Social Development and those facilities that are rendering service, getting just your grants in place in time or subsidies from the Department of Social Development is a problem. And uh, I'm saying this because we deal and we work with older persons. It's only this month that we are seeing the department coming up, and we're not saying the department is not doing uh, enough. You know, they're doing a little bit here and there. Paperwork is in place, but to Access information from the department, truly, it is still a problem. Things haven't changed. The facilities now coming to facilities that are rendering services to the older persons, there's a lot of abuse for the older people. There's a lot of abuse. You can go in there, 
look at the quality of services that has been offered. Uh, people get impatient. One of the things that happen, all the people fall, for example. They, they trip. They fall. You go to hospitals, it is a problem. The queues are long, you, you know, and uh, access to health care and all those kind of things. It, it's a reality that we are faced with day in and day out with older persons. You know, so I'd like to make some few recommendations that from the department side, the department is making grants available and money through uh, grants or funding the organizations that are busy uh, uh, taking care of older people. You have your home-based care, people, workers, and programs in place, but monitoring and evaluation, I must admit, it's just not happening. So uh, my contribution will be, in terms of the Millennium Goals, I'm not sure, South Africa, we're not doing very well. In terms of health services, we're overloaded. And uh, community safety, our older people are still uh, continue to be abused. And uh, it'll be nice if we can sit again with the department and all the role players to uh, find out how we can push it from now onwards. Because after October, it's back to square one again. Thank now you very much. Now, before you leave, uh, because uh, I think you're relevant to this discussion, community members themselves, uh, what role are they playing in taking care of the elderly? Okay. Different communities, and I can speak where, because like yesterday we were in different meetings, different communities have responded to the call of having older persons forums, for example. Uh, the older persons institutions get together every month to discuss the problems and the challenges that they are experiencing. And for example, in my organization in Pretoria, we do have home-based care workers uh, who go in and out day in and day out to go and uh, take care of people. The problems that we are experiencing is that within families, within families, this is where the abuse is happening. You know, the older persons are suffering. For example, there are uh, grants have been taken away from them. And uh, there's no one also to monitor their medication. And for me, the one that really gets to my heart and frustrates me is that the very people in the family who are supposed to take care of older people, uh, they get impatient with them. And they'll tell you, these people are old. You know, it's their time. And, you, you know, they're expected to monitor and administer their own uh, medication. And this is where we come in with home-based care. Communities are active, let me tell you that way, as in organizations. But it's the families also, not all of them. But most of them, we're seeing a lot of abuse. I mean, when we're walking into families, you can see someone either has fallen or they are bruised, they haven't eaten, and uh, or they're left alone. So what we do is we get them into churches where they can come in every morning. We have transportation. Uh, Lotto has been very kind to donate money that we use to buy kumbis, quantums that we pick up older persons and they can come in. So what we are doing in communities is we have set up daycare centers for the older people so that they can come in from 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock. But the problems are a lot because older people have become second parents. They are parenting kids of their grandkids because they're either the parents of their kids, I mean, have died. So you find that that little grant money is going to be split in a family. So there is a lot of challenges down there. Okay, Lithonola, thank you very much for calling through. Philip in Fosloras, thank you for holding on. Hello, Philip. We seem to have lost uh, Philip. And uh, Willie in uh, Germiston? Hi, Ike. Hello, Willie. How are you, Brad? Ike? Well, thanks. How are you, sir? All right. I think we have sketched the size of the problem. It's a gigantic mountain, or more than that. But I think, like the previous caller, I want to, to paint uh, or to, to give some few suggestions to say, yes, state is providing social grants. Yes, state is providing free health services, 
elderly. But I think if we want to have quick wins, one of the things I believe the government should be doing, if any director general of a state department is listening, wherever they are taking care of the elderly, I don't want to talk social development because uh, I think your guests have said a lot in terms of the strategies, policies, all these glory words. I think what we have got to do further than that is to implement those things. Number one, as I'm talking, elderly people in state institutions, as I'm talking now, they are sitting in winding queues. I think there are certain things that we can tackle head on because we cannot be labeled as South Africa to be saying we don't take care of the elderly. That is sheer uh, you know, life, you understand. But I think what we are engaged on is to say, what is it that we are doing to deal with those uh, uh, fundamental problems? Because one of the things I bet we have got to look as a collective is not to paint the picture and everybody goes back to the corner and you paint the picture and you don't do anything about it. We need to come up with strategies or ways and means of dealing with it now to say, when we deal with abuse, yes, you talk English of awareness and stuff like that. Yes, people have got to be aware. But what are those... What about those people who get away but they still perpetrate violence and abuse against the elderly? Then the law enforcement agency comes into the play, and I know they are making efforts. But we're saying, whilst we're making concerted efforts, we need to say, what are the quick wins? And if one of the things we can do, look at the rural elderly women. I'm born from a village, you understand, Mike? And when I go there, I see a big difference between a rural elderly and the urban elderly. And what we want to say is not to take Johannesburg to Shikundu, is to make sure that we equally look at the elderly and abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter whether it's in Santin or where. But where I'm coming from in conclusion, I long choose that pains me a lot to subject elderly people to long queues. The rest of the things, I'm not alone in this discussion, the rest of the things are that they will tackle that. And, and thank you so much. Thank I you. Thank you very much, uh, Willie. In uh, Germiston, some of the SMSs that have come through, uh, the forum at the age, how can we take care of elderly persons, yet we are unemployed and they are paid a non-living grant and wait uh, in long queues at uh, clinics and hospitals, yet uh, we find that uh, there are illegal refugees uh, who are attended to speedily and tax-free in South Africa. That's from Jim Dima. And uh, an unsigned one says, it is left primarily to the private sector to look after the elderly. And Nakana Bili says, many people rely too much on old age facilities. We tend to step back and fail to visit our elders, and more often when they are admitted uh, to these clinics. We need to provide our elderly with family support because that's the only thing that keeps them alive. Tsepongobani says we in Guiana are taking care of, the, of, of them and um, the Neil Parker in Port Elizabeth says you just have to come to the Eastern Cape health care for the aged and every, for the aged and everyone else is a disgrace. And uh, Mashuri tweeted and says I take care of my mother and my grandmother and they do take care of me. We'll come back uh, to the uh, Facebook messages uh, but I know that uh, we have to let uh, Ivy go uh, the chairperson of the South African Older Persons Forum. You've heard what uh, the people had to say, the callers and the SMSs. Your response Ivy? Thank you, I uh, With every process, there are challenges. Last year, we tabled to the president the issue of fast lanes, which already in other institutions is happening, but it's not happening to all of them. Because we said we would request fast lanes for these long queues and also 
the cut off of people who have come to the clinics because of uh, they have to take a certain number of people. And we also tabled also the elder abuse because there was a lot of killings of older persons due to witchcraft. If I can tell you just now on awareness, the, 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 the Eastern Cape is at uh, one of the rural areas, Mount Abyss. They are there having some sort of a summit, and they also have invited older persons. And also, with the police, they are actually now, when they are forming this uh, community forums, they have called older persons also to come in because we would like to go back to what used to be the street committees because now we want to address these things right at grassroots level. And uh, at the same time, I don't say, as you said, I'm painting a rosy picture. It's just that some of the things that we tabled are happening, but they, it's not a blanket approach. Mm. They are happening in sporadic areas. My call now is that all departments, and we also as communities, and also older persons, let's join hands to actually now take care of older persons. Because it's the people that fought for this country. Ivy, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much uh, for sharing your time with us and for your insight. Uh, she's the chairperson of the South African Older Persons Forum. Dr. Watson, uh, let's come back uh, to you. Your response to the SMSs and some of the calls that we've heard. Thank you very much for the opportunity um, 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 given to me. I am going to say that I would like to salute all the older people, especially those on community level. I'm thinking about um, all the older people in the community that is involved at this moment, um, especially those that have daycare centers, people that old themselves, 79 years of age, that is really activists for the elderly, and where you can see that there is something happening. Then I also want to salute the people, the younger people, that's looking after the older persons in their households. Because it seems to me that that is the best route to go. And I want to agree with Izzy to say that we should take hands and that everybody should be on the outlook for each other because we must remember we are going to be included amongst the group that we are talking about this morning, and that is the older persons. And yes, it's very true, and it's a reality that we have all the strategies in place. And I want to agree with um, the person from Four Ways that we have all the strategies, but we do have problems that goes hand in hand with that, and that we should maybe look at those problems and see how can we support not only the older people, but also all the other people that is taking care of the older people, and then maybe to make 
everybody that is in positions of policy makers more aware that maybe we should shift the priority for the care of the older persons in South Africa and to really think about tomorrow what is going to happen. We must have a plan in place and have the solutions to implement it on ground root level. Thank you. And uh, Tuli, how do you respond to the calls? My suggestion would be that we start at what level or where what we call local level where we form intergenerational groups where in that community we have somebody responsible for bringing forward the needs or whatever is seen to be lacking in that community because if we do not bring older persons to belong to structures they will always be isolated and if we don't empower the young to be able to be the eyes and ears of older persons, we will miss out. So my suggestion is in each ward or in each locality, there should be an, an, a focal person who identifies the issues and who follows it up. If it's in a local area and you report to the mayor, you need to also ensure that the mayor reports to the premier or whatever protocol you have. But make sure that in each and every ward there is a structure caring for older persons that takes responsibility of making sure that services or complaints or needs that are risen by older persons, those are addressed immediately. So that if there are resources not available, we are now making sure that those resources are made available because we know that this group of people have indicated that their specific need is APC and also that there's something being done. Like I mentioned that they have now a desk at uh, each premier's office. That desk is expected to report at a quarterly basis to the president who has to make sure that that's a monitoring evaluation committee that sits in the president's office, make sure which department is responsible for that service. And they, each department needs to indicate how much do they put aside for older person in a current financial year. And when are they planning to implement the acts in full in terms of what their responsibility is? As we all know that the responsibility of caring for older persons is not for one department only. It's a variety of them. But the person seated at that uh, committee in, in the president's office is able to monitor whether what they said they're going to do is done and also to well, set aside today, resources. Let me just, sorry to interrupt you a little bit there, but uh, we've got an elderly person on the line, Philip in Fosloras. Let's hear his views. Uh, Welcome, Philip. Hello. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, I sacrificed my life on this country. I worked on the mines for 20 years. I worked for Jonasberg Municipality for 15 years. I was born in Sophia Town. I grown up at 30, next to the tropic. I applied for a house during apartheid time. I again applied for a house in this government, 
in this present government in 1996. I reapplied again in 2002. I don't have a place to stay even at this juncture. Mm. I am living, I am living in object poverty and under uh, repressive laws that I was living during the time of apartheid up to this juncture. And uh, those people, this government, he doesn't care about us. I'm not alone. I am not alone. There are, there are other 14 members here where I'm staying who doesn't have a place to stay here at Fossil Rush. And, uh, you know, I, I am very disappointed with this government. I am very disappointed with this government. Philip, what would you like to see? What and would you like I to see happen? I, I sacrifice. I sacrifice my life in the, on this country. I sacrifice my life in this country, but I'm still suffering up up and, until this time. Up to this present moment, I'm still suffering. Thank you, Philip in uh, Fosloras. Uh, and how do you respond to that, uh, Ms. Masango? What I, what I would want to respond to is, as I just indicated, that services for older persons need to be addressed in collaboration of all government departments, and they must be able to say, I'm responsible for housing, and I already have from the structure that is within Fosterers how many houses are needed. And I must indicate how soon will I do that, and because people will tell you that they give a certain quota of houses to older persons. But those things never happen. As you earlier indicated, that what is lacking is the monitoring arm and also a stronger mechanism to ensure that things are done. And if we leave it to older persons alone, they suffer in isolation. So if they are also in clubs or in groups, whatever structure they want to form, but they must be there having a, a voice, somebody will be uh, able to take the issues and follow up. That's why I was saying if we do have our intergenerational programs in place where the young would be able to assist the older persons and go to the departments through that uh, department or committee in the president's office, that's where the answers lie. Because now they'll give this story picture that, like I indicated earlier, there are a lot of strategies. But who monitors? And you will find that government has delivered a lot, but not to the people like uh, Mr. Philip who has just spoken, indicating how long he's been going through. Because there's no strong arm. That is why we have now the Older Persons Forum. And if the chairperson of the Older Persons Forum gets the issues from each forum, whether it's how small from local, provincial, whatever structure we have, but we need to address each and every request that is put forward. If not immediately addressed, timelines need to be set. Because we cannot have people suffering, and yet we have an act from 2010 saying that we are going to protect, we'll ensure safety, we'll ensure security. If, if we do not know about some of the things, or if we know but there's no accountability, that is where I see the problem is. Yeah, I think, so I think, I'm uh, taking this in particular to say we, we have to make sure that there is a structure in Fosterers that reports directly to the president through the issues 
and to the relevant department because Department of Housing can tell you how many houses they've delivered. Well, Ms. Matlango, we're going to have to leave it there because uh, we're running out of time. And I think uh, one of the biggest problems uh, is that uh, there are no consequences for people who don't uh, perform the duties that they've been hired to do. And that uh, seems to be the huge uh, problem. Tudu Matlango is the Director for Older Persons at the Department of Social Development. And thank you for taking part uh, on the forum. Dr. Mara Watson from uh, the Northwest University School for Nursing Science, uh, thank you as well for having joined us. And uh, to uh, all the people that have sent uh, through their messages and uh, uh, their SMSs, uh, one of them uh, is that uh, uh, that uh, I think uh, we should highlight is that from Jay Lee in Port Elizabeth who says, instead of asking why the government doesn't look after the old and elderly people, why don't we also ask where their children are? And I guess uh, we're going to leave you with that, uh, that uh, the children and families and communities are the ones that also have to be the vanguard against uh, abuse of elderly people. But thanks uh, to the team, uh, Tracy Boomgat, Misho Shantale, Ntswaki Ku, and uh, Gwenzagile Nkati, our senior producers, Lungile Mabaso, and thank you, uh, Mabaso. Technical producer is Mark Prella, forum producer Ronald Piri and Jake Mokoma, chief producer Busilukoto, executive producers Busichane and Obrisichie. I'm Mike Pata. As always, uh, thank you very much for having joined us. We're back tomorrow morning between uh, 6 and 9. Till then, have yourself a wonderful day. Cheers. Bye.